Hello, friends, and welcome to Wellness Wednesday Inspiration. My name is Fernanda Torres, and I am here with Dr. Linda Marquez. Super excited because we have a guest today. We have Ian Hart will be joining us today and we'll be sharing so much information. And Dr. Linda, would you like to introduce us to Ian? Absolutely. Hey, everyone. Happy Wednesday, our favorite time of the week. So, so happy to be here with everyone. And you are going to love our show today. I'm so excited that we got this young man on our show, Ian Hart. He's a best-selling author of Healing Hacks, um, creator of EarthFit Training Systems. He's also the creator of Back Pain Relief for Life, which I found fascinated. I started, I started trying that out and I'm like, there's something to this. And, you know, Ian's a fitness expert who has dedicated his life and his career to helping others reach optimal health and fitness and heal naturally in his own unique way. As I mentioned, he is a best-selling author of Healing Hacks, which we're going to dig into today, and the author of the Back Pain, um, Back Pain Real, um, Relief for Life. And the He's going to teach us some of the most simple, effective ways to eliminate back pain fast and naturally, and also founder of My Back Pain Coach. The cool thing, too, is he's an owner and creator of these training systems. They've been taught and they're in top rated facilities throughout the country, three locations. We're going to let him chat about how about that. But I'm really honored because he has also been featured in some prestigious magazines like Entrepreneur Magazine. Of course, we all know Men's Health Magazine. I read it sometimes, so Shape Magazine. And he's also appeared as a health expert in, on New York One News and Fox Morning Show, which you all like. And you know, I'm sure you all know the Fox Morning Show. So in addition to that, he also has regular wellness retreats. He hosts him in, check this out, his treehouse in Costa Rica. So welcome, Ian. We're so excited to have you on. We are so excited. Welcome, Ian. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us. So I was reading about you and I was just like so fascinated because um, you started at such a young age in the fitness industry and you just took off and just excelled. Um, you know, you were a trainer and um, you also were just in the whole corporate world in the fitness industry. And, you know, when we're young, we feel like we can we can handle anything. Right. <laughs> and we like to, to burn the um, I kind of say burn the candle at both ends. So you yeah. know, I'd like you to kind of share that because I found that so intriguing. Um, you know what what exactly happened? Yeah. So uh, even before that, maybe I should mention that I was always in fitness and, and health. And, but I went down a path that I thought I should because of what people told me I should do. And it was like, I should get a business degree, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, I was just miserable. And until I followed what I was like built for, and I did the health and fitness thing, things just clicked and it took off for me. And, uh, yeah, so I, um, so I started in the fitness industry, things took off for anybody who's been in the fitness industry. They know that typically starts at 5 a.m. in the morning in New York City. It doesn't end until 10 o'clock at night. And so it's nonstop. And not only was I a trainer, but I eventually went into fitness management and then personal training manager. So I was hiring and training managers. And then I was training really hard myself. And so uh, I'd written programs for Men's Health Magazine. 
Um, I prepared myself to run a race and uh, I got a little ill before the race and uh, my ego was involved because I wanted to win it. And <laughs> I, I had written the programs for it. It was called um, the Urban Athlon. And so uh, I decided to run it anyways while I was under the weather and it was a bad decision, really bad decision. Um, and I ended up really, you know, it was the straw that broke the camel's back and I ended up extremely sick. Uh, and then it just snowballed from there. I never fully recovered my health and it's been a 10, 12 year time frame of me trying to get my health back. And I now am much better, much healthier, uh, but I still have some repercussions from that. So that's kind of the basis of my story is that um, I thought the medical community could help me out, but actually it made me more and more sick. All the medications, everything that, every time I went to the doctor, they had no clue how to fix me or help me get healthy. So I literally had to empower myself and to a point where I, I wanted to die. I ended up in the hospital and I felt like I wanted to die. And that option seemed better than living at one point. And I made a decision to myself that I was gonna get better. And I made that commitment. And once I made that decision, I threw away the medication they gave me that was $1,800 a month and wasn't proven to work uh, and decided to go the holistic route. And I was literally in line at the pharmacy, like in fear, like the doctor told me, you, you're going to need this medication for the rest of your life. You're going to have this, you're, there, you're, you can't cure it, you can't heal it. And uh, that fear was there. And I called up a buddy of mine who is a holistic healer. And he said, listen, you can do this on your own. And I already knew it was there. And I just needed that one little seed. Push. And that was it. For how long did you struggle? For how long did you go through that route of the traditional medicine and taking those prescriptions and going to the doctors and uh, basically just doing as you were told? Uh, it was about a two year process and it was extremely painful. I mean, I had uh, brain inflammation. My brain was swollen, uh, encephalitis, encephalopathy. Uh, I had neurological damage. I couldn't uh, function. I could, I was like, it was like I had pre-dementia slash autism mixed in one. And my speech started changing. I would put like milk in the cabinets. Uh, I couldn't answer emails. I could barely read. I went from like being in the best physical mental shape I could possibly be in to literally operating at 10% of like what I was even capable of. I would literally sleep, try to work and run my business, sleep. And then it was just like a never ending cycle. And, and it, it was the, it was so painful that I just didn't want to live like that anymore. Mm -hmm. So something had to change. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of like, when we go through challenges in our life, something beautiful can be birthed from that if we allow it to. And I totally mm -hmm. can relate because at same experience where I'm like, Hey, here, I'm a doctor, I'm taking care of patients and they're coming to see me for health problems. And here I treat patients, go home, go to sleep, get up, go to the office, come back. And I would, we had three hour like breaks in between patients and I'd go home and sleep, come back. And, my, and, and it takes yeah. times that, that one moment in your life where 
it's like my kids would say, you're the, you're the healthiest, you're the sickest, healthiest person I know, mom. Mm -hmm. And I was like, whoa, all you do is work, come home and sleep and you don't spend time with us. And like you were saying, I think that time you were in line and it was almost like maybe guardian angels, you know, came and just woke you up. And I'm like, what are you doing? You know, and, and absolutely. And after the result, um, it was like everything just started to line up as I was reading. Um, I believe it was Dr. Osborne, right? Um, a lot, he does a lot with the gut and the whole, like, you know, you were explaining, I would love for you to share with the audience because a lot of people don't realize, you know, you were having some gut issues and people think gut, it's just like, how does gut affect the brain, you know? And you were saying like encephalopathy and, and, and you know, um, your whole body's inflamed and it does impact how you make decisions and you're yeah. just not your true self. So the gut yeah. brain connection is huge. So kind of take us to that journey, you know, like what are some of the things that you did? Because a lot of people, they have gut issues and they don't realize the connection, especially now it's so relevant with COVID where your immune system is in your gut, you know, mm -hmm. Got to have a healthy gut, and then all these kids with learning disabilities. If yep. the parents would just, you know, um, start feeding them properly, and a lot is what the how they're, you know, how they're eating, and of course, mindset with cortisol and so forth. So, yeah, I would love for you to to share with uh, with us because I see that a lot in my practice. I'm not sure how much you see that in your practice, Fernanda, with you know, gut issues and the brain gut connection. Quite a lot. <laughs> Quite yep. a lot. Yeah, it's it's devastating. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I think I think everybody can look at their gut and see where the how their gut is doing. And it's really simple. A lot of times people don't like to talk about it, but all they have to do is look in the toilet bowl. <laughs> that simple. And it's that simple. And you can look at the Bristol stool test, which I talk about in my book. It's just like or the Bristol stool chart, I think it's called. And um and yeah, you just look and see how is your gut doing? And you'll you'll figure out really quickly, is your gut breaking the food down? Are your digestive enzymes working? And are you processing it out properly? And if you're not, there most likely is an issue. And so that was one of the first things that I came across was like, uh, that was the first thing that happened to me. Like I took antibiotics, I took a fluoroquinolone, which is a atom bomb going off in the gut. And this was, Avalox, which wasn't even approved for the market. And it, it, that was the beginning of the end for me. And so anybody listening to this, do not take fluoroquinolones unless you are literally going to die because it can kill you and it can destroy your life. And it can actually make you want to not live like it did for me. And this is not just my experience. There's tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands. And most people don't even know it's happened to them because no one tells them. I had to figure it out after two, three, four years, what actually happens. And so I wrote about this in my book so people can understand because I was given a medication that is a uh, can that can be considered a cancer drug. Like, mm -hmm. and um, that what it does to the body is devastating. It can destroy mitochondria. And so your gut, if it hits the gut, it destroys the energy systems in the entire body and the gut then you're gonna be set up for problems throughout the entire system. And so that's what I had going on. And the first thing, like I said, you can look at your stool, see if you have gut issues. If you have gut issues, most likely you have gut injury. If you have a gut injury, 
the first thing to do is to stop injuring it. Mm -hmm. And so there's certain things like, for example, I spoke to uh, Dr. Peter Osborne, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. uh, he's considered the gluten guy uh, and he told me to stop eating gluten. So it was the first doctor that told me something nutrition advice that actually helped and I felt better, right? No other doctor in the medical community and Dr. Osborne, you know, it by the medical community standards would probably be considered a quack. And I've heard him say that, so I'm not just putting words in his mouth yes. because he follows a holistic route. So, you know, when you start to put these pieces together and you say, okay, I follow this guy, I feel better. I followed these other people and I felt way worse and it almost <laughs> killed me. You start to wake up a little bit and say, what's going on here? And then I start to work with other holistic people and uh, so I can get into that, but before before I do get into that, I'd like to say stop injuring the gut. And the, yes. the main thing is getting rid of gluten, pretty much most grains. The biggest thing that people forget are seeds and skins. The mm -hmm. seeds and skins are designed to have protective layers mm -hmm. and they're, they injure the gut because yes. that's what they're supposed to do. They're the kind of poisonous and uh, as soon as you put them in the stomach, they can injure the gut because it'll break up the lining, et cetera. And so, so staying away from those things um, and intermittent fasting, letting the gut rest yes. so it can start to regenerate and heal. Um, so those are the things that I recommend. There's, a, there's actually like a whole book that can be written on it. Um, so yeah, so that would be the first thing is stop injuring the gut and figuring out how to stop injuring the gut. Once the gut starts to heal, then there's steps from there that you can take. Were you going to yeah. say something? Yeah, I was going to say, um, someone is asking, uh, an, uh, someone from the audience, Helio, it's asking what platform or store can I get the book and what is the name of your book? Uh, yes, it's called Healing Hacks and you can get it on healinghacks.net. I created a link because people told me they didn't want to buy it on Amazon. Um, <laughs> so I offered two options. So you can get it on amazon.com or you can go to healinghacks.net and we sell it for a little bit cheaper for the hard copy. Okay. Perfect, thank you. Ian, I have a question for you. How sure. did you deal mentally with all of these changes that were happening to your health? Like you said, you went from operating at your top capacity, feeling excellent, uh, to going to a 10% of your function. So that's gotta be probably one of the most devastating things that can happen to a human being, right? More than probably anything else. So how did you deal with that mentally? Oh man, it, it was really, to be honest, I had to, um, I had to, in my mind, I had to kill the person that I was previously. I was no longer that person. Yeah. I was super fit. I was super healthy or what I called health at the time. And, um, mentally focused, driven, and that person was gone. And, and, and really, I would never get back to that point again. Like that was I was 27, 28 years old, I was a peak. And so I had to come to grips with uh, that was just my ego, I was tied to an identity, I was tied to this person mm -hmm. that I no longer was. And now I was the new person. And look, you know, in my book, I talk about creating the story with the silver lining. And like you were saying before, you know, the, the first quote, I think in, in the chapter one is the wound, the light, the wound is where the light enters you. 
by Rumi. It's a quote. Okay. And for me, that hit home because it is. It's like where the pain is, is actually your greatest gift. And that's where, you know, if you if you're open to it, you can you can take it and run with it and use it. And now I chose that this is my story. I'm going to take my path of healing and share it with the world. And so it's become a gift to me now. And and truly, it is a real gift because now I fully, really grasp what health is. I fully understand what the immune system is and the autonomic nervous system. And I really fully understand it from my own experience and then from 10 years of reading and experimenting and doing all crazy stuff. And actually, some of the stuff I experimented with didn't help. It made me worse. So I learned a lot along the way. And I learned mm -hmm. how to detox, um, when to detox, how, how like if you detox too fast, if your detox pathways aren't open, what can happen? Because that's what happened to me originally. So uh, it's been a blessing along the way. Now, also, I know, um, you know, you were mentioning it's almost like you have to you have to take on a new identity. It's like you become. I kind of like try to equate that because I I work with so many women that want the weight loss like this, like this. And they want a, the magic bullet. And I'm like, the magic bullet's up here. Mm -hmm. You have to change your identity and create a new one because you're saying, I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. And the mind is just focusing on weight. Whereas an individual will look at, I'm creating health and I'm making, I'm, you know, I'm creating health. And so the right. focus is on health. So it sounds like when you were saying that, no, the old person died because it was like that old person couldn't take you to that next level of healing that you needed to be. It's almost like the walls were torn down and it's like, okay, we need to rebuild you, rebuild your beliefs, rebuild your mindset, reset those subconscious programs that are running in our mind because we base our future based on that instead of create our future on some new beliefs that we get to, um, you know, input. So. Um, I Absolutely. love that. I love how you use you leverage that in such a powerful way, and I, that's really what I know. Fernanda and I, we talk about that. I mean, we love talking about you know the brain and how amazing and, and how powerful our mind is, and the body oh, will follow what the brain tells it. So, what were some of the things that you know um, you were doing? I'm sure you're reading a lot of books. You probably had some some gurus or maybe even worked with different plant medicines. I mean, everyone's on a different journey, but they yeah. all want to, they want the old self. They want to let go and they almost have to let the old self go so that the new person can emerge. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and for anybody listening to this, like my old belief system was to believe, like I didn't have any other options. It was to believe in the medical system because my perception of reality was that that's what they were there for is to help me heal and get better. <laughs> and I found out the hard way. Um, like I, and, and this isn't to say like the advancements in medicine is, has been amazing mm -hmm. and it's it's use is for specific things. And like in my book, I talk about, I tore my pec off the humerus yeah. completely jumping off a cliff in Costa Rica. Like, I'm super grateful that we have surgeons that can reattach my pec muscle because my arm would not be able to move the way it was before. So that thing, th those things I'm grateful for, um, but 
what my book is about is that nature has pretty much everything we need to heal ourselves naturally. If we're talking about, you know, um, non-traumatic in terms of like physical trauma injuries or life or death situations. And our medical community is great for life or death situations. Other than that, I believe it is extremely harmful. And um, as we already know, it's a you know leading cause, third leading cause of death uh, in the U.S. is uh, you know medical um, medical issues. So um, so yeah, I don't know what the question was. I forget what the question was, but uh, where or where I was going with that? What was the question? Some of the uh, the mindset, you know, some of the mindset trainings or hacks that oh. you use for yourself that you could share. Yeah. So, so, um, yeah. So I was doing things before I got sick that I didn't even know were helping me. And, um, when I was early in my early twenties, I used to wake up with negative thoughts running throughout my head. And I remember just repeating over and over positive thoughts, positive mm -hmm. thoughts, just to get that out of my head. And I know it's not the best way, especially from what I've learned from in the brain and neuroscience now, but it helped for me. And it helped me shift my thoughts and create a new perspective. And, and, and it created awareness. It allowed me to recognize and watch my thoughts and that my thoughts were actually creating my illness. And I was able to do that with, my, with getting sick because I created the sickness on my own, even though I took medication that made it worse. Like I ran the race when I shouldn't have. Mm -hmm. I said to myself and to others, I'd rather die than not run the race. So I actually spoke what happened to me in, into existence. And so um, shifting my language was extremely important in my healing. Um, and that's what I do for a living as a coach is I listen to people's words and you can kind of read their, where they are on their journey. And so listening to how I talk, how I think, and watching the, the thoughts, uh, but really changing behaviors as well. Like as I was sick, just doing the little things that I could do to help give me a little bit of inspiration or motivation. Um, and as you were saying, like filling my cup up before I filled other, others up, it, that took me a long time to learn. <laughs> Right. I can't. I can't heal anybody if I'm not healed. Mm -hmm. right? I can't do anything. Uh, yeah. So that that was. Those were some of the takeaways that I that I that I took from it. There was honestly over ten years. I've used en like endless amounts of techniques. Yeah. Like, uh, I, my book was 500 pages long, and I had to cut it down, and it ended up being like <laughs> 230. And it was just like too much stuff. So um, I tried to use the best, lowest hanging fruit that I could to help people like change their mind. And I talk about breath work and stuff like that in the book as well. Can you give us uh, maybe a couple of techniques, uh, breathing techniques that we can mm -hmm. use, for example, when we're feeling overwhelmed, if we're feeling stressed, or you know, if life is getting to anybody who's listening to right now and we're having those negative thoughts coming to our minds, and perhaps we're not necessarily catching the thoughts, but we know that we're not feeling well. Yeah, sure. So there's definitely, uh, there's a bunch of different ways for breathing. And so many people have heard of the Wim Hof method. Um, the Wim Hof method, um, that can be used in specific scenarios. So if someone wants to relax and calm down uh, for anxiety, um, 
there's simple technique where you just take a few slow, deep breaths in and you exhale very, very long because the exhale is parasympathetic nervous system. And then you take a full deep breath in and you squeeze your entire body, like kind of tighten up everything. And then again, exhale slowly. And you'll notice this will kind of trigger um, the relaxation of the entire body. And anxiety will reduce dramatically right away. Um, if someone wants to reduce inflammation, one of the best ways is the Wim Hof method. So that's proven through science. So the Wim Hof method is typically 30 to 50 breaths, a little bit faster to hyperoxygenate the body. And when you hyperoxygenate the body, it actually vasoconstricts. So the, the, the arterials constrict. And then at the end of the 30, 50 breaths, you take a full deep breath in, you exhale all the way out. So you empty the lungs completely. When the lungs are completely empty, you hold your breath. And so the oxygen is super high. And then as you hold your breath, the CO2 is low, but then you hold your breath and the CO2 starts to go up, starts to go up. And then the oxygen goes low until you trigger a breath in your diaphragm. And the CO2 is actually a vasodilator. So it opens up the arterials. And then you take a full deep breath in and then you can squeeze oxygen to wherever you need it. So if you like feel inflammation in your back or your head, it'll shoot the oxygen there and it actually will balance out the ratio of CO2 to oxygen. And really this is part of the issue. Like CO2 gets a bad rap. It's actually one of the most important things for mental health. It's low CO2 in the brain is directly correlated with almost every single mental health issue, schizophrenia, anxiety, depression, et cetera. So when people do this method, that's why they feel like, whoa, Oh my God, I feel like inflammation down, uh, inflammatory markers are down, my anxiety is down and it can be life-changing and it can process out trauma from the tissue. It can, it, it can do uh, a whole bunch of, of different things. So um, for inflammation, anxiety, depression, that can help as well. Uh, that's a little bit more intense and a lot of times people need to be coached through it. Mm -hmm. But uh, simple, slow, deep breaths in, and exhale 10 breaths, uh, you know, for 10 to 15 years, I've been telling clients before breakfast, lunch, and dinner, slow, 10 slow dip, deep breaths, just to slow down, get out of the sympathetic drive into the parasympathetic. So we're talking about gut health before, okay. dilating the blood vessels in the digestive tract, stimulate and sal salivation so the digestion begins before you even start to eat and then now you can assimilate the, the uh, food you don't have stress on your gut you can actually break it down and then therefore your gut starts to feel better your whole body feels better and so it's everything's interconnected mm -hmm. it's just amazing mm -hmm. when all the dots are connecting yeah mm -hmm. they are they are now the Wim Hof technique because I know you're uh, your certified instructor for that and I mean I'm really fascinated with that because I've always been told you know you're not breathing you're not breathing and um, <laughs> being a runner for years you know I ran marathons and just was very active still active now not running marathons but just training just to stay fit now a lot of um, his techniques I mean is it breathing through the mouth is it through the nose is it a combo or can you get into that a little bit Sure. It, yeah, that's a good question because um, in the book, I talk about uh, the four, four ways that you can kind of assess your health, very basic based on a baby, which is how you breathe, 
what you're eating, how you're eliminating and how you're sleeping. And breathing is essential. And if you look at a baby and how it breathes, it breathes in through the nose and it, its belly rises. Mm -hmm. And that's how we all should be breathing. But we, somewhere along the lines, a lot of us become mouth breathers. Mm -hmm. And mouth breathing actually leads to, it, you're guaranteed to end up with health issues if you are a mouth breather. Mm -hmm. uh, breathing through the nose re helps release nitric oxide. It helps regulate the immune system. It helps cleanse the air. It helps warm the air. There's like a, there's just like an endless amount of information on that. With the Wim Hof breathing, it's only a short period of time. The goal is just to get as much oxygen in as you can. So beginners, it's recommended they do it through their nose. So it helps them control the flow. But as you get better with it, you can start to breathe in through the mouth and get more oxygen in, right? And the whole idea is that five, you know, three to four to 500 breaths in through the mouth is not really going to do much over the scheme of things. Um, so, but when you're not doing that, focusing on nose breathing, um, and this can be a game changer and a life changer. And, and Buteco, the Butenko method, uh, that, that guy was way ahead of his time. He was kind of a genius. He, he realized that before, before people died, they were breathing heavier. And so he started to analyze how they breathed. And then he realized that breathing, you can do like small breaths through the nose and kind of see how you, how you breathe and how you deal with it. And um, he has a whole test for how he does. Um, you can basically take a deep breath in, exhale and hold your breath and see how long you can do it to see how efficient you are at utilizing oxygen. So yeah, breathing through the nose when you're not doing some of these breathing techniques is mm -hmm. ideal with the belly rising. Um, some people have to tape their mouth shut at night. <laughs> and, and just to give you an idea how crazy this is, when you stop breathing through the nose, your facial structure changes. It changes the whole bone structure and your, no your nostrils actually start to close down. They start to, to the, 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 passageways aren't being used. So they actually start to shut down and funguses can grow in there. And, and so it's, it's a very important how we breathe. Um, most people don't, you know, don't think about it that much. Wow. Ian, yeah. we have a question from someone. Um, it says, what do you know about, and I, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly, Yakun syrup? Yeah, I saw that pop up. I've never heard of that. I'm, yeah, and I've I've heard a lot of things, but I've never heard of that. I don't know what that is. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So um, I am so jealous that you are in Costa Rica and you have uh, that awesome place in Costa Rica. Can you tell us a little bit about how that came about and what got you to Costa Rica and what the center does and basically your life uh, right now? Yeah, sure. So I've been hosting retreats now. I've been coming to Costa Rica probably for about 12 years. Um, I built a place in a, in a treehouse community called Finca Bay Vista probably about five years ago. And um, I host retreats there. And so um, my book is all about healing. Bring it's the, the subtitle is Bring Your Body Back to Nature. Mm -hmm. And when I was sick, I was calling for nature. Like I grew up, I played in the woods all the time. And then I moved to New York city and I was there for 10 years and like I was deficient in my connection with nature. And really what, what that means is connection with myself. 
And as I was at the peak of my sickness, someone sent me a link to this treehouse community. And I was like, all right, I'm there. And I took off and I went there for like 10 days or something. It was the first vacation I took. And the feeling that I got was just like, just amazing healing, relief. Um, and so that was the, the idea was to take people who are suffering. And I believe our society is suffering. We are disconnecting ourselves yeah. repeatedly from nature. And mm -hmm. the more I observe nature, the more I realize this. And, and we're doing it to ourselves. And I, I was speaking to someone this morning, like I observed the parakeets out here and they're flying in flocks. <laughs> and they're so free and they they're flying around and it looks beautiful and I it, it reminded me of the parakeet I had when I was a kid and the wings were cut it was in a cage and I, I just it hit me like oh my god that bird never knew what it was like to fly free oh. with its flock but we're doing that to ourselves mm -hmm. we're literally clipping our own wings and caging ourselves uh, limiting our freedom, uh, and it's causing mental and physical illness. And the more we can reconnect from our roots, the healthier it is. And and I really didn't get a full taste of that until the last four months. Like I wrote about it in my book because I'd been doing that, but I left here and I was literally in the middle of nowhere, um, like off the grid for a month. And the healing that I received in that month's time was like more than most of the stuff I did. And it was just soaking in the ocean and meditating and moving and relaxing and walking and really like uh, picking fruits off trees. And um, it's, it's incredible what it can do to the mind and the body. And th this is all proven through studies too. There's actually thousands of studies done on it. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So where can people go to, if, you know, if they want to look into your retreats, participate in that. That sounds fascinating. I have a picture of like treehouse and, you know, George of the jungle. <laughs> you know, I mean, it sounds amazing. And it sounds so definitely on my checklist, you know, my husband's like, you need to ask him about that. That's just so, sounds so cool. I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, we're, we're all into that, you know, mm -hmm. so, um, just like you said, disconnecting and just, going back and connecting with nature and what you were talking about, just being in the ocean and resetting your circadian rhythm, which is mm. going to help with, you know, a lot of people who suffer from adrenal fatigue and exhaustion because of the, the overload of EMFs and just so much going on here. So would love for you to see, you know, to share, you know, where, how we can connect with you. Maybe we want to, you know, get on a waiting list for um, participating in one of your retreats and actually come back a, a new person. Yeah, so uh, we had retreats booked and obviously the travel lockdown didn't allow it to, to go on. So um, the end of March, we're planning on having one and it may not be at the Treehouse community, but um, we don't have anything booked as of yet. But if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, I'm always posting on there. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that's how you can get in touch uh, with me. Awesome. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Ian, for being with us uh, today. I am so excited to try all the breathing techniques and everything that you share with us. It's been so informative. Yeah. And a lot of the strategies in the book, too. And I'm just um, just so grateful that you had the opportunity to share with with our audience and with us because we're always learning and, you know, always love the um, 
we're just so in alignment with a lot of our guests about the importance of mindset and diet and connections. And I mean, this where I think we're in a pivotal time in our lives right now where it's like, we're at that point you were, we're like, okay, do I need to let the old self go? Mm -hmm. You know, or am I going to still hold on and fight, fight, fight? Or it's just, no, maybe it's time to release, let it go. Use some of the strategies that you did so that you come out a better, I always say a better version of you, better new improved version of you. Mm -hmm. so thank you. Right. So that was awesome. Thank you. Really thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Thanks.